raw, unfiltered, and always brutally honest. I'm Kay Renee, and welcome to Brutal Honesty. Hey guys, and welcome or welcome back to Brutal Honesty with your girl Kay Renee, season four, episode three. Um, so it's been a minute since I've talked to you guys. Like I said, I was supposed to do a episode with Brandon, but for some reason, our like our timing and scheduling has not been like good at least for right now, especially with uh, his personal life, my personal life. A lot of things have been conflicted. Don't worry, I definitely will be doing an episode very, very soon with you with him. I know that's what you guys are waiting for, so very. Please stay with me because that's coming. Uh, let's see. Life update when it comes to me. Uh, tomorrow will be my first official day back in uh, my job. As you guys didn't know, if you're new here, I well, thank you for joining. But if you're new here, I work in the school district. And um, since December 18th of last year, we have been um, virtual. So no really like in contact with kids i do go to work but only like on a call basis so if like somebody needs like a new device i go in fix it and i leave so tomorrow is actually like the first day i actually be back for a full official day and then the kids come back on tuesday friday i friday morning i'll be getting um going to be that to existence i'll be getting my driver's license i'm so freaking excited I am looking nervous, not gonna lie, but I know that I have it because the last time I went driving was about two weeks ago, or now three weeks ago. I did great, so I'm super, super excited to get this started, get my license. One of the things that I've been scared to get for the past 10 years, I told myself that I was gonna get it before I turned 29, because you guys don't know my birthday is in April, and it's so close that I'm super excited to get it. So yeah, so school is, I'm going back in school and I'm low-key nervous, not even gonna lie. But I'm just gonna just, you know, have prayers and keep my mask on and find out to wear gloves, wear gloves and all that jazz so I could be safe. Far as my book is going, I submitted my first round of edits uh, Tuesday. So that is going great. I'm actually recording this part and I'm actually about to start my second book up. I decided how I wanted to do my how to how I wanted to do my series. So I'm going to be doing novels and then novelettes or novellas, uh, which are like kind of like a shorter version, like a condensed version of a book. Uh, novelettes are normally about seven seventy five hundred words, and then you got your novel novellas, which are about seventeen point five k words. So I'm trying to do like maybe like a kind of like a back and forth type thing i've already decided to name it the jones hill jones hills uh love collection because i made a fictional town i made up a fictional town and i have like i said a lot of people in the town are going to be connected and then some are not going to be connected to the previous characters so it's in my head i wrote it down so just stay tuned for that and that's really much as much is going on in my life personal life right now nothing really too much because like I said I really haven't really been going out as much because of you know cases are still rising in here uh me and Tiffany if you guys didn't know who is books and bullshit she was on here before me and her have a read and watch a thon starting tomorrow 
if you want information on that go to my youtube channel which is kid the bookworm or go to my instagram channel which is kid the bookworm underscore and basically we'll tell you guys all about it so basically it's running down it is seven di- well 14 different prompts for the month of february seven reading prompts seven movie prompts and the first one up for the movies is uh no i'm sorry the first one up for the reading is uh erotica romance or something very steamy i just got done reading crave a reverse time reverse hymen the prelude by shay sanders and let me just say that book alone was fucking sexy as fuck like that book was super sexy like oh my gosh but then i kind of got on like a uh, a Shay Sanders binge and read all her books so I read that one the previous one I read her uh, other series called on the clock series which is basically kind of like one big building uh one big business building called uh Billingson's well aka Bilco I really don't know the, the official name of it in a fictional town of Somerville Texas from what I think it is I really know Somerville Texas is real I don't know anyway it's uh five books but in a kind of like a six books kind of like a kind of collection of all five characters from each book and all of them were very sexy so you have like a kind of like a strangers to lovers then you have kind of like another strangers to lovers and then the third one is a friends to lover story no i'm sorry the third one is what's the third one? Oh yeah third one is a strangers to lover story too and then the fourth one is a friends to lovers and then the fifth one is a kind of like a sugar mama type thing so kind of like low-key how i picture it so like a group back type situation my favorite ones are five and two five two is happy araho and book five is legal tinder great books i don't want to say in book five Cordell is that nigga talk real shit i'll leave all her books um mentioned below because like she took even though she does novellas i think crave is like her first full-length novel if i'm not mistaken because i know for me the only ones i actually been seeing her read are like the like novella ones but i think crave is her full-length novel it also has a part two that's coming out so i'm too excited about that but i'll leave all that in the comments below and yeah so right now we're gonna get go ahead and get into sports talk so for sports talk as you guys currently already know super bowl is coming very very soon and in the super bowl it is the tampa bay buccaneers and the kansas city chiefs like i stated beforehand i'm gonna go with the bucks just because they're in my division that's the only reason why i'm going with the bucks not because i like them just because they're in my division and if it's anybody in my division except the Saints I'll go for because that's always where I'm going I think it's kind of cool that Tom Brady just got with the Bucks this show last year and now he's first time in the like first time with them and now he's already sending them to the playoffs I think that's some dope I also heard that he is the first football player to either be playing in their city so that's also kind of dope to be doing that and it'd be even better if you won actually the ring for them so i thought that'd be dope as far as basketball my team the heat has not been going well we are at seven between seven twelve right now which is kind of horrible um i believe we won last night if i'm not mistaken i really haven't really been i honestly have not been tracking um 
basketball, if I'm being completely honest. And if you hear any noise in the background, my parents are currently in the den and it's raining outside. So sorry for that. I want to... Oh, like we did. Okay, so we did win against... We played last... We played last night and we won against uh, Milwaukee 126 to 114. No. Yeah, say that back. No, we didn't. We played last night, but we didn't play with Milwaukee. Milwaukee. We played, I think, uh, Sacramento Kings and we won 105 104. Sorry. Disconnected. But yeah, so that's really all about sports talk. I said, really can't even go into it because, like, there's really no sports going on and then everybody's basically getting ready for football. So that's really about it. Oh, another thing I do want to talk about. And this is what I was supposed to talk about with Brandon, but we're going to do it again. Does anybody watch WandaVision? <laughs> and if you do, please hit me up on my um, Instagram page. I don't have my Twitter page for my podcast anymore. I deleted it because I really don't be on there. So if you want to hit me up, hit me up on the Instagram or actually my regular podcast. Um, excuse me, my actual personal pages because I've been watching WandaVision since it first started. And oh my freaking god, I'm in love with it. Episode four was directly right. I predicted that we were going to get episode four, and we did. I love how they open it because of spoiler alert. If you have not seen it, uh, I'll put a timestamp on it. So I'm going to be talking it, talking about WandaVision right now at 9:15. Um, they talk about the snap. And I like how they gave you a realistic version of how people would be if this snap happened. Granted, they did we did see a scene from Far From Home and Spider-Man where they do talk about the snap, but it's more like a playful scene. Whereas when Monica kind of reforms back into her regular self, you see people in the hospital freaking out. And that's what I expected was that. Then you also realize that WandaVision is set place... I will want to say three weeks after the snap when everybody came back as well and then it's also set in New Jersey the thing I got about New Jersey was that Wanda jacked the whole damn town she jacked the entire town to where she even like changed like the interstate like sign and you get to see exactly how Monica Rambeau got into the world you see Darcy coming back from Thor. You see Doctor. You see Mr. Wu coming back from Ammon and the Walls. And then, who else do you see? You get, basically, like, episode four gives you kind of, like, fillers from one to three episodes. And then you also get to see exactly what happened to Monica. Because episode three, we see her come back to, like, you know, reality. But really don't really don't get to see exactly how she did like how she came back and then you see why basically came back so my questions are one who else is trapped in there and how the fuck are they gonna get her out two there is a scene towards the end where wanda sees vision as dead from how we saw him when he was at uh in the end of infinity war my main the main question i have is is wanda seeing the dead vision while we're seeing the live vision or is she basically seeing what we're seeing? That's my basically my main question. All I want to know. I'm super excited. They said I think episode five, six, and seven are going to be the like the three best episodes of the entire season. And then you have I think eight and nine, are kind of kind of like a full circle. And then it goes to Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which comes out in March. And then right after that is Loki. Both of those episodes, both of those shows. Are going to be six episodes 
which is kind of bullshit. But I'm hoping it's an hour long, since there's going to be shorter episodes, unlike WandaVision, which is 30 minutes long, which I honestly think, in my personal opinion, it needs to be an hour too, but that's just me. But yeah, I'm excited to see how uh, Wanda is going to be portrayed. I already know she's going to be, be portrayed as the villain because she's going to be possibly the villain in Doctor Strange. Also, I need to know if Doctor Strange is going to make an appearance. That's another thing, too. Is she going to make an appearance? Yes or no? I'm excited. But yeah, so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about with WandaVision. So when we come back, I do have another author spotlight with you guys. She is one of my favorite authors ever. I found her back in 20, I want to say 2013, 14-ish. Um, uh, another author that I'm a fan of named Anthony Antoinette has a series called The Prada, the Prada Plan. And in the series of that, there is a girl named Trina and her brother Chase. And Trina kind of gets to see y'all's ways between book three. And you see how she's opposed spoiler alert once again she's opposed to be sending she has a package of like a whole big order of cocaine she's supposed to be sending it to new york but because of what happened to yaya and what yaya did trina wasn't with it so she decides to go back home which is houston so this author decided to recreate exactly what happened with trina so she was i want to say the mentee i'll be i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of you know, get that controlled. But I believe she was the mentee of Ashley Antoinette. And she, you know, made her own way, her own path. And she created the Prada Plan Prodigy. I have all of her books collections. That's when I first started with CN. I have all of her books personally by her. She mailed them to me. I pay them off that, that way. Um, all her books that I have are personally signed by her. And I also even have a video, so she is my first urban fiction haul series author that I have on my YouTube channel, that is about her. So guys, when we come back, we'll be talking with the one and only Cian Phillips, so stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to my channel. It is Kay the Bookworm. And if you're listening on, a pop, on my podcast, then welcome back to the episode. I have with me a very, very special guest. I found her back in, when did this book come out? 2014, yeah, I was right. 2014, um, it was a spinoff from another Arthur that I've read that I told you guys about on my podcast. But if you didn't listen to my podcast yet, I was reading the product plan um, product, the product plan by Ashley Antoinette and yeah. then I realized when I was on Facebook one day that she had that somebody wrote a spinoff and I was like okay let me find out so being an Ashley Antoinette stan like super stan at the time back then I read the product plan prodigy and I fell in love mm-hmm. but I love Trina was my favorite character on the I whole so long <laughs> i don't even think i have a copy of that book are that's you serious mm-hmm. that's okay, so i read this one and then i got her whole collection let me just say if you do watch this on youtube i do have a whole video that i did with her um she is the first person that i mentioned on my urban my urban series fiction hall and i have the one and only miss c and phyllis with me so how are you feeling today 
I'm great. How are you? I'm good. If you hear rain in the background, I live in South Carolina and the weather is bipolar, so it's pouring down on you. It's, it's so okay. Say, I have The Last Kings, which is her first official book. Then I have the second one. And then, guys, she gave me a book for my graduation. She gave me Deep for graduation, even though I was going to pay for it. She gave me Deep for free. Then I got, I was lucky enough to be a beta reader for Hood Tales, Made for You and the Bob in the Hood. And then I have Kingpin's Harlem, my favorite book by her, which is Me and My Girl. Um, Kingpin's Los Angeles, and then her latest release, which is The Nightmare on Trap Street. FYI, all my books are officially and only uh, produced by her, meaning that I only buy my books through her and through her only. That's right. All of That's my right. books are definitely autographed by her as well. So she gets all my money when she comes out with the books. So uh, my first question is how and why did you get started into writing? Um, I, when I was younger, I stayed in my room a lot. Mm -hmm. And in my room, like I found literature. So I would read and I would just read so much that I'm like, I can do this, you know, I can do this. So I used to um, get notebooks, like, you know, you know, my notebooks from school and I would purposely like write really tiny so I could have the rest of my notebook to just write my stories and that's really how I got started I would just be in my room and I would just make up some stuff you know just make up some crazy story and I'm like I can you know I can do this I taught myself you know the sentence structure how to you know actually put together a plot how to put together a story how to foreshadow like I taught myself how to do that by reading you know so and I was eight I was eight, nine years old doing that. So, yeah. So I think I think uh, and me personally, because if you don't know, I am I am now a newbie Arthur. So yeah, I saw congratulations. Um, first round of edit just went back, so I'm waiting for them to get um, edited and do the second round and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. I got my book cover, and I cried once I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> a little sip it's that like I for real. Yeah, I like I was, I was like. My other was like, what are you crying about? I was like, I got my first cover. Yeah. That's yeah. something to celebrate, seriously. Yeah. Be proud of yourself. I don't think it's hit me, but it hasn't officially hit me. I think once I actually know, like, the release date, I think that's when it actually hit me. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, like, I'm really about to do this. Shit. Yeah. So, second question is, how did you get, like, in contact with Ashley Antoinette at the time? Because she was, during that time, she was huge. She had... I think the product plan, I want to say Moss to a Flame was out, and as well as her and her husband with the cartel. So how did you hook up with her? You don't mind talking. Um, I linked with her by Twitter. Like, I used to just, I mean, if you follow me now, you know I still do this. But yeah. I used to just talk shit on Twitter all the time. And the thing about me is, you know, I'm a very humble person. But when it comes to my talent, I know I'm talented in writing. So back then, I was just loud with it, like you know I was younger too so I'm just like I'm like the best young author right now and you know I can you know I'm talking this but I can back it up and I would do that type of stuff constantly and back then you know I would mention her and you know stuff like that and when they started their um publishing company Al I don't know if you remember that yeah, I remember um, Al. yeah she um inboxed me and said submit submit your story and at that time I was not done with the last kings you know 
Um, and back then, that's when I was really just writing for passion. I wasn't signed or anything. I was just writing because I truly enjoyed it. And, you know, after she sent that email, I definitely took my time to finish my book. But it was like, you know, for me, it was like, okay, it's crunch time. I need to finish this. And um, that's how it happened. I submitted the book and I, you know, I waited. I don't know how long I waited, but it seemed like forever, you know, just to get what, you know, uh, email back, and, yeah. you know, that, that they wanted it. So that's how that happened. Wow. So like I said, when I read this, I was just like, I need more stuff for her. And then I went on, I think I went on some website and I saw that you had the second book. And I remember, I remember, I think going to you directly, either, either on Twitter or Instagram or maybe Facebook, I don't remember. And asking you, is there a second book? And you told me yes, but I think you said the publisher, the publisher company stopped publishing it. Yeah. So I never got to realize what happened because you left us with a cliffhanger. <laughs> I know. So that the second book to that one actually came out, but it was on Kindle only. Oh, see, I yeah, wasn't Kindle Kindle only. At that time. Yeah. So it came out, but it never came out in paperback because at that time I had ended up resigning from the company and I signed with Urban, you know, at that time. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, so. gotcha. So I'm just gonna go straight to it. My favorite book, me and my girl. This gave me, I said in my video, this gave me single white females, single <laughs> females with a damn twist. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting the main character's father to have such that big of a secret. So mm -hmm. in your mind, why did you make Jordan's fiance? I'm not going to tell if you, if you watch my video, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can say, you can talk about whatever you want right, to talk so about. So why did you make Layla so damn crazy in this book? <laughs> so when I wrote that book i only had maybe like the the um prologue and the first chapter written i didn't that book told itself you know yeah. um yeah and i'm just like you know i like to step for me when i write books i try not to be biased to any of my characters mm -hmm. i love them all even her crazy ass like i love her you know and i try and understand them and that's why i like to give backstories to give my readers a reason why they are the way that they are so that they can give my um, characters a fair chance of, I don't care if you love my uh, main characters or if you love, you know, the side characters, but mm -hmm. I want you to, you know, form your own, you know, judgment on them. But her ass, it was so much fun writing her. I'm not even gonna lie. Like the shit that she did was like, oh my gosh, like my favorite scene in that book was in the basement of his father's home. And um, when she killed him, yes. that was my favorite scene to write because it was so ominous. You know, you wouldn't even have thought, you know, that she was going to do that or that she had, you know, what she had planned. But yeah, but by that um, time, her cousin was just like, let it go. Yeah. At the same time, her cousin was like, no, I don't want to let it go. And then I like that scene. But I think the scene that really freaked me out was when um, Mason, I think it was either Mason and Jordy, Jordan went into the closet. Mm -hmm and saw all of Macy's face structures and the seats mm -hmm. of her trying to do plastic surgery. That shit freaked me the hell out. Yeah. But it's people I like that. Like, you know, with her, I feel like I timed it by probably a thousand um, with Leah, but I made, you know, we've all been head over heels in love with somebody, oh, but, you know, I've also instilled in her how 
obsessed people are with people that they don't know. You know how social media will make you obsessed with a celebrity. You don't know them, but you're trying to emulate everything about them. You don't know them from a can of paint, but you want to look like them. You want to talk like them. You want to be them, you know? So with her, I pulled that. And uh, my biggest thing was I knew that my readers were going to think that, oh, she wants to kill her um, because she wants to be with him, but that wasn't it. She wanted to kill her so she could replace her completely. She wasn't obsessed with him. She was obsessed with her, you know? And I feel like um, that right there was the the biggest, well, not the biggest plot twist in that book, but it was a big plot twist in that book. And, you know, yeah. It was a big plot twist to me because I was not expecting like, and I wasn't yeah. expecting the end. I, I kind of was like, the way you kind of ended it was kind of giving me a cliffhanger, but I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So my question to you is, are we getting a second part to that book? Of course you guys are. I wouldn't leave y'all hanging like that. I would never, 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 never. But when I write, I like to be in, so say if I was to start a book mm-hmm. and I grow, you know, if I grow, you know, in a month or two months, I'm, I'm going to scrap all of that because I'm not that person anymore writing that book. My mind is sharper. I'm, I'm going to want to, you know, so with that book, I've def started it, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, but uh, you know, you guys are going to love it. Yes, 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 yes. So my next question is your first baby or second baby, actually, um, the last Kings, what made you want to write about the last Kings or have a female drug pin for that matter? Mm-hmm. Because during the time, in my opinion, when you started, when I, when I read this book, I think the, this back was 2016. I think the only book that I really was focused on honestly before like my brand like kind of my mind kind of exchange like grew was the cartel so when you wrote about Sadie and her being like the queen of it and like holding her own and then Mocha from what her portraying behind did which I'm still upset about what made you want to write about this from here to here and then I'm going to go ahead and get into the nightmare industry in a minute um truthfully because at that time this is off the books, but that was kind of me at that point in time, you know, not as big as she was, but, you know, and, and then it ended and I'm just like, nobody's writing about female kingpins, you know, and at that time point in my life, I hated being called a queen. I hated it. I absolutely hated it, hated it because I felt like I moved at the same magnitude as a man in, in all aspects, you yeah. know? So when I wrote that book, when I started it, I was listening to um, Kelly Rowland Mot- Motivation. That's why the first um, sentence has something to do with motivation because that's the song I was listening to. And um, I say this all the time, but my books write themselves. I rarely ever outline anything because it's subject to change. It always changes, you know? you know it always changes yeah I try to to give myself structure as far as where I want the story to go but as far as what's happening in the story I really don't outline like that just because it never works it never works I change everything my characters grow you know with every page so Mm -hmm. that's why it changes but that book saved me and I'm not just saying oh it got me published but it just gave me something to do it kept me out of the streets it kept me you know, not going out all the time, you know, it kept me, it kept me sane, you know, so, and like I said, when I was writing that book, I had no, I didn't know if I was going to get signed, I didn't know if anybody was ever going to pick up that book, I 
wrote that book with the pretenses that I was going to self-publish. I was going to put it out on my own and see what happened with it. But, you know, thank God it got published, you know, and I didn't have to put in, you know, all that hard work. But, you know, that book is my baby. I love the way that you, you know, even though Sadie was a queen pin, you also made her seem that she had a softer side because during that time, she was like so tough and Mocha mm-hmm. was just so, it's like, it kind of worked out. It was, it was like kind of even. Mocha was was more of like the soft person at the same time, but she needed to get gritty and nasty, she would. Sadie was very like gritty, nasty, basically walk, worship, whatever he did. But at the same time, when Tyler came along, you saw that sensitive side of her. Yeah. So I love that, like the dynamic between those two. And then I also love how you made kind of in, interconnect with Sadie towards the end and also mm-hmm. last kingpins um at Los Angeles. I honestly cried when uh was it King yeah King got shot. Like actually seeing after like go, like looking through I think it was King's eyes and seeing actually what happened. I cried that scene because it was really sad. Because he was trying to get out and you know shit happens. Yeah. When I wrote that book, um First of all, I had no idea that I was going to write that book. Um, that actually was an assignment. Um, usually I, you know, say what I want to write and my publisher is like, okay, you know, that's cool. But that book, he emailed me and he was like, I need a book about Crips and like a Kingpins type form. So I'm just like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? And that day, that night, you know, I was at home. I probably was in my feelings or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know I was drinking some wine. I know some wine was involved somehow. But I was on my couch and I said, I told myself, I want to write a story backwards and forwards at the same time and forward mm-hmm. at the same time. And I also wanted to kill my main character. I wanted to kill my main character off. Um, like I said previously, I don't, I, I love all my characters the same. I try not to get super attached to any uh, character because, you know, I've read books where um, you can already tell that the author wants you to be biased to this character or that character. I don't want my mm-hmm. readers to be biased at all. I want my readers to form their own thoughts on my books and form their own bonds with my characters, you know, because I feel like they're all very relatable. But with Cain, I killed him. I wrote that chapter, that first chapter, and I killed him off. And after I wrote it, I remember I was crying. I'm just like, what did I just do? Like, why did I just do that? Like, oh my gosh. And I almost changed it. I almost changed it. But I'm just like, no, this is that. Like, this is it. So, um, but at the same time, I felt like my readers kind of loved it more because even though he passed away in that first chapter, he was still alive throughout the whole book, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. You got so, to see how I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you got to see how it all led up today. Kind of like came yeah. full circle on how he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely like that about it. So when you read um oh last book I read, when you I read this book in I think I got the book when you mailed it to me. And I think I read it in like one sitting. Mm-hmm. That good. When Thank you, you started reading, um, started writing this book, what made you want to put all of the characters, not all your characters, but majority of your characters in one book? Was that hard to do? Because you have about like maybe what, four or five different characters telling the same story with different perspectives. So how was that? Um, that book, <laughs> that 
that book is funny because that book was not planned either at all. Um, I had just turned in, I don't remember what book I just turned in, but right after I turned it in, Carl's like, okay, what's next? And I'm just, I just jokingly said, The Nightmare on Trap Street, like just joking, you know? And he was like, I like it. What is it about? I need a synopsis. And I'm just like, shit, like, what the hell is this book going to be about? You know, I'm just like, the hell, you know? Because I thought he was going to call, call bullshit because he's like, The Nightmare on Trap Street, but he liked it. So, um it took me I want to say literally like two weeks to come up with what I wanted it to be about simply because I wanted it to be big but I also wanted to bring back all my uh, bring back all my characters because the one book that my readers keep asking about is the uh, the last king's three and I'm not ready to write the last king's three yet at all there's too many stories that need to be told before i can release that book even though i've given a synopsis to that book i'm not ready to release it yet so um as far as that book goes it wasn't hard at all to bring back all the characters i was happy to do that simply because you know i haven't written about sadie in a long time you know I haven't written about The Last Kings just period in a long time. Her and Tyler, so much has transpired since the book came out. So I'm like, you know, let me bring back some familiar faces with this book. Um, and Deep really tied it all together, you know, as far as the, the cliffhanger at the end of that one. I'm just like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to add this and add this and sprinkle on a little razzle dazzle and we're going to make a book. And, you know, it came out so dope. When I say I wrote that book, and I cried when I was done writing it because I'm just like, as the author, I was so proud of myself, you know, for whipping together something like that, you know. And when I put it out, the big, the biggest thing was that um, Black people don't really buy like horror books or thriller books like that. That's not generally what they go for, but that book did really well, so. Yeah, I, me personally when I read your books and I can't say this about a lot of people when I read your book whatever book it is I see either a tv show or a movie mm-hmm. and with this one I saw a horror movie with black people that's arrived yeah <laughs> for sure for sure I wanted it to be ominous fuck I wanted it to be ominous but I wanted it to be urban as well you know because yes. why not exactly um but I do have one question to ask you, and I don't know if your other fans ask about this, but I know I did when I did the review on this. Will Ronnie and Cedril get a spinoff story? Because their relationship was the cutest, most unexpected thing ever in this book. Like, I was rooting for them even after that one night. Yeah. Um, that was something that was not planned at all um i love me some cyril i love him so much he's one of my favorite no you're fine you're fine and for me and also let me say this as well um i don't ever get offended at however my readers pronounce the names in my books like i know how i wrote them i know what they are but i'm also a reader as well and when i say i've named characters in people's books whatever the hell i want them to be you know but as long as i appreciate the story and the plot but as far as you know ronnie and cyril um they just happened. I wrote that. I had wrote a complete different scene um, when um, they picked him up from the airport mm-hmm. um, and when she was texting him and stuff. And I deleted it because I'm just like, she needs a love interest because she doesn't have one. And 
Ronnie is my favorite character. She's so freaking funny to me. Yeah, she's so funny. She's a mess. She's a mess. So I'm like, let me give her somebody that kind of tones her down a little bit and kind of gets her in touch with her feminine side because she's really that go-getter. She's a fighter. She's a shooter. And she's just funny. You know, she doesn't really take life so seriously and Cyril does because he's lost a lot so I'm like they would be the perfect match for each other and I really liked writing their date scene it really gave me butterflies to write that scene because I'm just like I've been in that kind of situation where it's just your first time out with somebody you don't know how they're gonna really react to you and so you know it was just fun and I as far as a spinoff um, I am working on a spinoff to um, Kingpin's LA. However, it's not of them yet. However, there's definitely going to be a book after the Nightmare on Trap Street. So you're going to definitely get more of um, those two for sure. Because I like, and mom, after reading it, I was just like, hmm, how is Ronnie, even though I don't think Cyril and his baby mama are like, they're cordial. Mm-hmm. But I was, see, I was just like, how is she going to react? I think you ended it with him, like with her wanting to, her going to LA soon. Mm-hmm. So I kind of already in my head, I like, maybe she's going to be a spinoff. And I was like, I wonder how is that going to be? Yeah. Her meeting his son and then his grandma and possibly the baby mama. And how is that, if that's going to be cool or is that going to be, uh... yeah. So, yeah. great. And I think, like, oh, no, wait a minute. I left the book out. Came in Harlem. This book right here. Oh my goodness. And I, was this the first book that I got? No. I have, I have two more Kingpin collections. Oh, I have the Houston one by Treasure Hernandez and then I have the Jamaica one by mm-hmm. uh, Raquel. Raquel. Yes, Raquel. Yeah. So, love both of those books. And then yeah. this one was a definitely a crazy ride especially the beginning of the book, I had to go back like three times to actually understand the story. <laughs> because it yeah. was just like, okay, the, so. The plot twist in that book is crazy. Like well, it, everything coincides, every plot twist goes with each other. So you have to really pay attention to to really understand that book. Yeah, for so sure. I, it, I was just like, okay. And then they hit me a plot twist. I was like, hold up, let me, let me go back to the beginning. And then mm-hmm. another one, let me go back to where I was at. I was just like, dang, see? So yeah. why so many plot twists? And I feel like this is the most plot twisted book that you've written that I have mm-hmm. so far. What made you have all these plot twists? Um, I wanted to tie everything together with that, um, mainly because I don't want to say this. Like when it comes to the kingpins, the one thing that I've noticed, even with myself and just books that I've written, is nobody touches onto their when I say sensitive side, I don't mean like cry every side, but just they're, they're humans. They have emotions, you know? And um, I wanted to touch base on that with each and every one of my male characters in this book. Um, when I first wrote the book, I, I scratched the first, like the first manuscript, the first draft, I scratched it um, because this is the book I was writing when Nipsey passed away. Mm-hmm. And when I found out he passed away, which was crazy everybody's like well why would you um dedicate that one to him and not kingpins um la and for me 
I didn't think about dedicating Kingpin's LA at all. But with this book, this is the book I was working on when he passed away and I scratched it. And you can tell like the way I wrote each one of my male characters, I wrote them with emotion. Like I was very emotional at that point in time. And I wanted my readers to be like mind boggled. Every chapter, every chapter, I just wanted the fear of death, the fear of something was going to happen, happen, something is going on, you know, with that book. But um, I love that book. I love Clax. He is my favorite. He is probably my favorite since Ray. Ray has been my favorite until I wrote about Clax. Clax Turner is that nigga. I fuck with him so tough. I love writing about him. He definitely is coming back for sure. That nigga plays no games at all. I love him. He was but, fine, you know. especially the close. Yeah. yeah, for sure. He was just like, I'm here. What's up? I was like, yeah, yeah. What? He's like that for sure, for sure. And I also wanted to tell the story of one thing that I've noticed, even just in my city, just everybody's trying to be the king. Everybody is trying to be the king. And I remember, I think it was, Ty, I think it was Ty Marshall who said that. Shout out to Ty. Um, he said everybody's trying to be the king and that's why the chessboard is so fucked up and in my mind when I wrote this book that was in the back of my mind and I'm like okay I want to emulate that but flipped and with Tron you notice how he was trying to be the kingpin trying to be that but at the end of the day that was not his rightful place truthfully it was not his rightful place at all um simply because he was he didn't know what the hell he was doing he didn't he couldn't be king, you know what I mean? Huh? And basically that book and his story was showing him that it was okay to be a prince. There's nothing wrong with that at all. As long as things move seamlessly, as long as business continues as usual, you know? So that was kind of his story, you know, what he was trying to figure out the whole time while he was going for um, Clax's head. And I knew everybody thought the story was gonna be over when they reconciled and everything was good, but it was nowhere near over at that point, so. Huh. Well, got me interested for that. So my next question is for somebody who wants to start writing and me, because like I said, I just started, I'm with you. Um, my first book that I wrote, like I ever, ever wrote, that was just out of my head. Like I basically like came out, just come out. The one that is getting published now, that one came, went out at work. It was in my, like two characters came in my head. Like the scene, there's a scene in there. Where it came in my head, and I was just like, "Why is it in my head?" So I wrote it out, sent it to some friends, and it was just like, "I want a book. Give me a book on this. Write a book out." So I read, I read that book. I wrote that book in like a month, a month and a half, I believe. And my mind was focused on that and only that. I didn't go out. Well, I couldn't because South Carolina was crazy. Yeah. Couldn't go out. Um, I would stay. Like the, the thing when I signed, I told myself that I was going to, I was going to submit before the new year, and I submitted it like. New Year's Eve, like at that around like twelve o'clock, but I finished the book at six o'clock that morning. Like I stayed up like almost twelve hours finishing the book, and this book I'm writing now, um, anniversary. Something well, I won't even say anniversary. A event that happened to me, uh, the year one year just passed. Where last year I was in like a very very like upset state to where like now I'm like I'm doing not even half the shit I was, I even told myself I was going to do last year once I let like that certain person go and like everybody and everybody else that came with him. And I realized that I'm not an outliner. I just let the word, I just let the words flow. 
So the novella that I'm writing now, which is my second book, it tells the story of exactly what happened and how I'm going to basically be pouring my energy and my what I wanted to say to him through her mm-hmm. when they have that time. So my question to you is, and for everybody like who wants who's watching, listening, who wants to be an author, um, especially with you know everybody being saturated as of right now, what can you tell our people? Like how any advice on how to stand out without even being copycats or having the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome. Um, the truth is, to that, what I would say is write what you want. Truthfully, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing at all new under the sun. However, it's your voice. Your voice is what's going to make you stand out. How you tell the story, how you do that plot twist, how you foreshadow something. That's what's going to make you stand out. Um. We've all, the, the story, shoot, even the, the Last Kings is the story. The kingpins, um, the antagonist tries to take them down. How, it's how, how your main character overcomes something is what's going to make you stand out. Um, and how, how you promote, for sure, um, all of that, you know, I feel like just being you don't focus on because for me, honestly, all the advice I've gotten in the in the writing world has not worked for me. None of that shit worked for me. And I'm going to be 100 with that. That's why I don't like when people when people ask me my advice on writing. I tell them the most unconventional, unconventional shit ever, because that's what worked for me. I don't. Oh, you have to find a literary agent. I don't have a literary agent. Oh, well, you have to um, outline your book to, you know, all that shit is generic as fuck. How I feel is do you, be yourself, be as organic as you can when it comes to your your craft and what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, if when you are done with your project, when you're reading it, you should be able to hear yourself and see yourself in your work. You know, so that's the best that I could say. And I know some people get so frustrated because I really do say that to folks, but it's like, that's what worked for me. That's what got me to where I am today. I never listened to anybody. I did what I wanted to do. You know, I got signed off of Twitter for crying out loud. So, you know, so that's what I would say. Oh, that's great advice. So any projects that you are allowed to tell or any projects that you have coming for this year? Mm-hmm. Um. I actually have, this year, I have two books coming out. Um, I have uh, a series of five books. It's called The Five Families of New York. Um, I'm actually working on one of those right now. Um, But I have one coming out in March, March 30th, something like that. I don't know. I got to check. I don't even know what the hell going on until I look. But um, yeah, that book is so good. Oh, my gosh. When I turned it in, first of all, I was late turning it in. Oh, my God. They were so pissed at me. (laughs) but when I turned it in they sent me after they read after they edited they sent me emails and they were just so enthralled with this book they were so like this book is good they're like when I say they're so excited Carl does not really text me like that like when I like he trusts my storytelling abilities that he lets me just do what I want but with this book he texted me and he said the, like his team everybody's just so excited about this so I'm so excited for this shit to come out I'm like yeah this that this that this that thing right there so yeah I'm ready um as far as what it's about I can't really go into detail uh, more than the synopsis that's available um but it's the story is dope I remember uh, he called me about it um I can tell you guys this story 
he called me about it and it was originally supposed to be me and another author doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just gonna go back and forth. You know, I do the first one, they do the second one, I do the first one, they do the second one, whatever. So I started thinking about it. I'm just like, nah, I'm not sharing this. I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, and also for myself, I don't like uh, author going based off of my work and I don't like going based off of another author's work simply because we all were two different people. And when it comes to my stuff, you know, I'm very territorial and I'm very, you know, um, I don't, I just don't like sharing it. So I, I text him and I'm just, I want this to myself and I, I just want to, you know, work on it for myself. And he told me that I could. And that's more of a reason why I'm so excited because everybody thinks that The Last Kings is my series. And, you know, I love The Last Kings too. However, I started that when I was 19 and now that I'm 29, I'm so different. And I just want to be able to showcase my talent in other ways. And I am able to do that with the five family. So I'm just so excited for it to come out. Oh, so yeah, I'm better get it. Well, you know, I'm gonna be right on Twitter. Um, Let me know when the book comes out. Yes, and I'll you can yes. sign called it. So yes. I'm sorry, Weber, how is it with him being your publisher? And um, another question, I'm sorry. Um, with him having his own TV show on BET, mm-hmm. do you think now just know it's God's way, it's God's will. Do you if you had a choice to if BET today came to you and be like, hey CN, I see you doing great with your book, and we want to do a TV show. Out of all the books that I mentioned, which book would you want to be on TV? Um, out of all of the books I've written, truthfully, none of those. It would be probably Nasty Graham or The Five Families, truthfully. Oh, I forgot about Nasty Graham. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, Lord. girl. You can't forget Ooh, about Nasty Graham. Like, yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Are we getting another book from Black? Yes, for sure. Um, oh my gosh, my readers are so fed up with me about that book because I have finished it, but every time I go back and I read it, I'm like, no, this isn't it. I'm very critical of myself when it comes to writing. And if I don't feel like it's ready, I'm not going to put it out. But um, Nasty Graham was really supposed to come out like probably like six times. Uh, Nasty Graham 2 was supposed to come out like six times. But I canceled it because, I, like I said, I grow as a writer every day. And not only that, but... Um, I have new experiences just in my life, period. And it's like, yeah, that would be good in the book. That would be that would be good for nasty them. So I scratch everything and I'll start over, you know. Um, so that's that on that. But I'm I'm promise I'm gonna try and put it out this year for real, for real. For <laughs> my for, for my readers, this over yeah. here. Just make yeah. sure you have um somebody by you or mm-hmm. a toy or something by you for because sure. you are Your going man. to Satisfy yourself after you read that book because Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Your, your little cutie buddy, something for Hold sure. On. I definitely, I'm not even gonna lie, and this might be TMI, but writing that book, I definitely had to take breaks in between that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that shit is intense for sure. Um, to go back on your question about how it is working with Carl, um, it's probably the best for me. Personally, I love it. Like, it's awesome. Like, Carl is very kind and he's good to me. Um, 
I know he's like my uncle. Like I consider him like an uncle. I know I, I, I get on his damn nerves. I know I do. I know I do. Like I'm not like a diva or anything, but if I don't like a cover, I'll text him like, I hate this. I don't like this. <laughs> and he'll fix it. You know, he's very, like when I say he's so good to me, he's so good to me, but I know I get on his nerves. I know I do. But at the end of the day, I truly, I love how he trusts me and he trusts my creativity. Like I have full control over my creativity and I love that um he gives me you know that so I wouldn't trade it for the world I don't want to go anywhere else I love Urban so yeah yeah Urban has a really really good books I got I started with Urban when I read um the Flint series by Treasure Hernandez mm. that's how far back I go with Urban yeah I was a fan like I think I had I don't have him anymore I think I gave him away but I think I had the entire series and then like the pre like the I think the prequel a girl from plant I had all of them but I was at the time I was that's all I knew about at the time was urban fiction so mm -hmm. when I started I think about recently like two years ago like getting into like other you know genre books by black people I was like oh I, yeah I could do this for sure I could do this mm -hmm. and I'm doing it so yeah so that was honestly all my questions Mm -hmm. honestly so I just want to say thank you again for doing this um like I said I am a huge fan of yours ever since Sparta Plan and when I DM'd you about I can't believe what book it was and I never thought at the time I thought you were never going to DM me back and now you're like, like that I definitely my readers I love y'all so much I love y'all I love y'all I ignore everybody else but I don't ignore y'all <laughs> I do not ignore readers and when you DM me back on Facebook, I was just like, oh, she was just so the sweetest person. And ever since then, I was just like, I'm buying all my books from you. And like I said, like when you like sent me deep for my graduation present, I was like, I've never had that done by Arthur. Like, I never had an Arthur ask me my address. I was like, I'm giving it to you. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is your graduation. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I've never had somebody ever do that ever. Like, till this day, I still haven't had anybody do that. And I just want to say thank you because I realized that it's always you have to have, even though now, you have to have a, that special connection with your readers. You can't be too bougie. You can't be too standoffish because at the end of the day, they're not going to read your shit. For sure. For sure. And that's, for me, I remember everybody who's been with me since 2013 or since I started writing. I remember like, even though sometimes I might seem a little elusive, I remember, you know, and I'm, I will never forget that because, you know, I started from the bottom, you know, like I was, nobody knew who I was back then. And um, you guys definitely made me feel so amazing, you know, in my craft. And I, now that I am where I'm at, I would never forget that ever, ever, ever. So I remember when I sent that book and you were just so happy. And I'm just like, why she's so happy? She, she supports me, you know, like, so I was like, okay, whatever. Like for me, it wasn't a, you know, super big deal. Cause I'm just like, you really enjoy reading. And for me, of course, you know, this is how I make a living, you know, but at the same time, a lot of times I just want my readers to enjoy the stories. That's it. That is the biggest payment ever that I can't ask for anything more, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, so guys, make sure you follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I have all her information on the comments below. Thank you once again for doing this. It's truly, truly a dream come true, hence the title, because I, like, it's really a drink or treat for me. Guys, once again, follow me on my social media, which is kthebookworm underscore on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, follow the podcast 
Instagram, which is BH with K Renee. Follow my Facebook, uh, sorry, I can't think right now. Facebook group page, K Renee Bay. So be a bay to um, get the latest on my updates when it comes to my book. Make sure you follow me on my mailing list if you haven't already. I'll leave all that in the description below. And until next time, guys, have faith, have confidence. Be you. Always, always love you. And I'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you.